name is Trickster. Where were we? You may not remember the details, my boy, but I'm positive you remember you controlled the disc. You controlled what happened. What? So you take responsibility. How did you get in here? You invited me in. That's how it always works. Michael. Don't you have anything good? Never leave home without it. From the top of the charts to the space in your heart. Knock it off! So you did it. You are listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. The following podcast contains adult language, adult situations, and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often. You've been warned. Now, take it away, Dr. Rausch. They must be destroyed on sight. Welcome back. It is They Must Be Destroyed on Site. Intermission. I don't know which one this is. I haven't decided yet. Because uh, we're I recording. Decided yet. <laughs> well, no, we're recording a shit ton of these, so I don't know what order I'm going to put them on in uh, October. But um, we're just going to have like a random pause, and then you're going to be like, intermission, this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm Lee, lighting up a marijuana cigarette and escaping the real world, Russell. Uh, I am joined by my co hosts with the most is Lee. From the top of the charts to a space in your heart, Hardy. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. How are you? Good. It was either that or the, the only other quote I was going to like throw in there was the one about uh, rape or whatever the fuck that teacher says. And I don't know. But I, I don't know if that one would work, especially after we did. I spit on your grave. That's a good one too. Yeah, I think I think we had I think we had enough rape talk this week. Um, Bullshit. <laughs> and you hear him uh he's back paul no country western music please every man has his limits every Rob, man has his limits yes my yeah, god cool. did i ever laugh at that line that is probably true. my favorite quote you of can the break whole... my fingers but no <laughs> West music please every man has its limits absolutely uh, i mean yeah. my favorite line up to that point was erections don't rape people people do but at the same time that <laughs> is so fantastic it just it's beyond words. Yeah. Yeah. There, I got a good laugh out of that one. There, There's a lot of fun to be had in this uh, movie that uh, I don't think enough people actually talk about, really. Uh, Brain Scan, 1994. Mm. We're going to get into here. The Edward Furlong-tastic Brain Scan. Um, yeah, we're just going to take a quick little break. And we're going to come back. And we're going to talk about Brain Scan. So we'll be right back. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but... Uh, you can't blame it all on alcohol. You ungodly warlock. Uh, there's this show called Movie Melt, and you probably know about it. Uh, and it's once every two... I have no idea how often this is uploaded. <laughs> and it's a show where a bunch of companeros get together, and we play some fun games, trivia mainly. Uh, we talk about new releases. Uh, we have some fun games where we train guess the title of a movie based on stuff that really probably religious people write on imdb <laughs> yeah it takes about 20 hours to record there's always a failure midway through uh and then the highlight of the week of the, of the show is um, reviewing a movie usually it's kind of a interesting lesser known cult type movie and it's uh quite enjoyable 
It sounds good in theory, yes. <laughs> I might have a listen one day. <laughs> wow. You ungodly warlock. Skate 1994. We do have a trailer, so I'm going to play that right now. Now that I have your attention, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Trickster. What was that film you were watching? Death, death, death. Death, death, death. Part two. Oh, Lord. Michael Cena. Go for it, man. Done it. Played it. Look, I've played them all. And just when he thought he'd die of boredom. Brain scan. The ultimate experience in interactive terror. Never leave home without it. <laughs> You're in the game, man. You're in control. You must think like a killer. Cover up any clues. Leave no witnesses, no evidence. A challenge he can't resist. It was so real. It was sick. See, I told you, man. I told you it blow your mind. A game he can't escape. There was a grisly murder in the quiet suburban town of Mountain today. So you did it. What was on that disc? It's not a game anymore. Come to the table. It's real. It wasn't. 
supposed to be real. Real, unreal, what's the difference? I didn't kill the man. I didn't even know. You're in this now. You won't survive on your own. Ah! You started this and now you're afraid to finish it just like you're afraid of everything else. I won't kill her! Wait. The witness has to die. Edward Furlong, Frank Langella, and introducing T. Ryder Smith as the trickster. Brain scan. All right, this is directed by John Flynn, and I didn't realize that this guy's got some really fucking awesome sort of credentials here. He he didn't do a lot of films, but uh, what he did do was pretty fucking great. Uh, He started out as assistant director. Uh, He did uh, assistant directing duties on The Great Escape. That was one of the big first things he did. And then he went on to do just do a bunch of like really solid, well done kind of like action tough guy movies for the most of his career. Um, He did The Outfit with Robert Duvall. Uh, He did Rolling Thunder, which is one of the best fucking revenge films ever made. Uh, He did Lock Up, which is Sylvester Stallone's prison film, Uh, you know, until he did Escape Plan or whatever with fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then he uh, he also did one of Steven Seagal's early movies that's actually good, Out for Justice. So so there you go. Uh, We got writers here. Brian Owens, he didn't do a lot. Um, so I'm not really going to go through his credits, but we do have Andrew Kevin Walker here, and he's got some uh, pretty good 1990s credentials. He's Hideaway, he's got Seven, Eight Millimeter, and he also wrote on Sleepy Hollow, Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. So there you go. That's exciting. Yeah. And we have Edward Furlong as Michael, and of course, we all know who the fuck he is. Uh, the very uh, sadly troubled Edward Furlong, who now kind of resembles a toad-like creature. Uh, he's so bloated and aged by drug abuse, uh, sadly. But of course, Terminator 2, Pet hey. Cemetery 2, which is way better than people give it credit for. Pecker, which is a John Waters film. And he was in American History X in Detroit Rock City. That's just about before his career just took a nosedive right, right off the fucking cliff. And then we have the great Frank Langella, as Detective Hayden, uh, how they got him in this movie, I don't know. Of course, he's probably best known these days uh, for his portrayal of Dracula. One of the like, I don't know, five or six different people who played Dracula in 1979. There was like, like literally three or four movies or something, versions of Dracula in 1979. And he was one of them. Uh, he played Skeletor in Masters of the Universe, which uh, makes that movie a lot more fun than (laughs) it has any fucking right to be. And one of the more recent sort of horror offerings that I remember from that I liked, um, Roman Polanski's The Ninth Gate, which has some nice sort of HP Lovecraft-ish feel to it. We have T. Ryder Smith as the trickster. I love how they're like introducing T. Ryder Smith as the trickster who goes on to not really do much of anything. Um, (laughs) It's it's, it's, it's great. Um, but I mean, I do recognize him. He, he does some voice work on TV for the Venture Brothers, and he also does voice work in video games for Bioshock. So, uh, Oh, really? Yeah, he's in like all the Bioshock games. Oh, I love those games. Mm. Those are like my favorite video games. Uh, we got, my favorite video games. Yeah, we got Amy Hargreaves as Kimberly, Jamie Marsh as Kyle, uh, Victor Ermantis as Martin. Uh, David Hemblin as Dr. Fromberg, and I recognize him from a lot of stuff. This guy was a British-born actor who pops up in a shit ton of Canadian stuff. Like, he was a well-known Canadian um, character actor, basically, for a, a long time in the 80s and 90s. The thing I remember him the most from, though, growing up, is he was Lord Dread in Captain Planet. Or not Captain Planet, Captain Power. My mistake there. That was the game... Um, it was it was the it was the TV show where the toys came out where they had like like light guns in the toys and you could actually use them while watching the TV show and you could like and you could zap the fucking TV with your light gun and like make the toy light up and it was like oh you got a hit or whatever you you get you got the bad guy as your fucking toy um, and then we have Vlastavarna as Frank so there we go 
synopsis for this a lonely teenage horror movie fan discovers a mysterious computer game that uses hypnosis to custom tailor the game into the most terrifying experience imaginable when he emerges from the hypnotic trance he is horrified to find evidence that the brutal murder depicted in the game actually happened and he's the killer sure yeah an yeah. upper an upper middle class piece of shit recluse yeah, I mean, we can go on and go on, but yeah, absolutely. I always liked uh, the the um, uh, T. Riley Smith. I always had this weird vibe, and this is going to be dorky as fuck, so just calm down. Okay. <laughs> I always got the vibe of him as more of a sinister version of Ren- of the actor. His the actual real name is Renee. Uh, he was in Star Wars, like all the, the galaxies, all the Star Wars stuff, or Star Trek, rather. Oh, but he was in uh, My Best Friend's a Vampire. Oh yeah, Renee Abergenois or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you if you look at him and you look at him and the way he's talking and the way he's acting, I always had this weird connection with that, and I always appreciated that. I was a big fan of him, but he had the 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 that cynical piece of shit vibe that I really liked because that's me. <laughs> like like Trister is me. Like fuck you. It's it's so great. I I uh, going back, just thinking about Trickster. I just I realized that I don't didn't like give this film enough credit of how how cool it was and like how how that character really made the whole film. If that character wasn't in it, this film would suck. Yeah, and he did yeah. such a good job, and he was so cool about doing it too. <laughs> You have any uh, sort of initial thoughts here, Lee? Um, I agree with uh, I agree with Paul because I found the movie itself, like the beginning, got you interested because he goes in the video game and then he kills somebody, obviously. And then when it starts to unfold, like you're like, okay, what's going to happen? And then this character comes out, and it just kind of like brings a whole new life to the movie. So I uh, I thought the trickster was just. Off. Like it's just his entrance, his presence. It's just you were excited to see him in the movie again. Every time he popped up in the movie, you were like, "Yeah, this guy's cool. I like him." It comes, uh, uh, comes through the screen with early CGI. It's uh, it's really. I'm when um, the trickster and the other guy like <laughs> end up like combining together. Mm-hmm. That was probably uh, the funniest thing to watch, but very cool at the same time. Michael, that's his name, Michael. Yeah, um, just Edward Furlong, it's fine. Uh, yeah, so I thought that was really cool. My issue with this movie, it was a good movie, but my issue with this movie, I know at the end we find out that it's like the whole virtual reality thing, like it goes intense into virtual reality. Mm-hmm. But like the first disc we watch, uh, it's really in- interesting because it's like a like a first person, a video game point of view. The second one, we just see him, he's asleep, and then, or sorry, he like comes back to and he's sitting in the chair. The third one, it kind of lost me because it had the timer and it was supposed to do something. I was figuring that there was going to be some sort of like extra with it because it was a virtual reality thing. Mm-hmm. So that one, it was kind of disappointing. But then all these, you find out like it was just a something completely different. But yeah, I just found that there was a little bit where it lulled. Like it just that the last disc, I don't know what didn't, I think they just didn't execute as well as they could have, especially since it's supposed to be like a virtual reality world. I thought there would be more kind of playing with that. Right. Right. So I've sort of watched this on and off over the years. So yeah, like Paul and I were talking about this uh, before we started recording how, yeah, we both kind of like, Paul hasn't seen it in a little while, but uh, it's like one I've kind of watched off and on since I first rented it on VHS. And there's always been something I kind of liked about it. Like it's kind of the horror movie franchise that never really happened because like they're obviously trying to make the trickster like a horror movie villain for like the 90s that will like have like a spinoff like franchise, right? Kind of I would love that. I think he's he's so entertaining to watch. Although he's very um very Freddy Krueger like though, right? Like he's doing he's doing stuff that Freddy Krueger does in the first Nightmare on Elm Street where you know where he's like breaking his fingers. Well, yeah, but he's but he's playing a, a very devil's advocate that you don't see a lot of other people doing like Mm-hmm. It's very, but he's doing it in nuance. Like I like the fact that he he paused to make sure his hair looked okay in the mirror. It's like it's just weird stuff. And I think none of that was written. 
it's all him doing his thing. And I think, I, I think it's one of those ones. He just embraced that damn role that it just made all those mm-hmm. little nuances fit a reality. Well, honestly, it's, it, it's a perception of reality that isn't reality, but you're accepting it as a reality. And it's just like, he just did that job so damn well. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like he has his like asides and stuff where, you know, so, uh, like he, ha- he has a moment where he goes downstairs to uh, answer the door and the trickster there is all by himself. And he just sits down and watches the three stooges, you know? And it's like, this is supposed to be a character that's all in Edward Furlong's mind, really. Like it's supposed to be like a hypnotic suggestion from the video game, basically is what we find out at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason for him to be there and us seeing him at that point. Cause Edward Furlong's point of view is gone from the movie for mm-hmm. a second. So it, it makes you kind of question like, okay, yeah, we're, we're going to spin this off with this character and he's going to be an actual like entity that exists and not just something that's in Edward Furlong's mind. Right. Uh, but at the same time, can you just not love the fact that he just sat down and watched the three students and made himself a meal? And you're like, I just made myself some food. So do you mind I, that kind of like, it's so good. I loved his entrance. I love mm-hmm. that he just came in, rummaged through this guy's CDs, which was hilarious because uh, the one guy was listening to like this intense music, and then he comes in like garbage, 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 garbage. And he's like, I got my own, and starts playing Primus. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god, this is hilarious! And he's like doing chin ups in his <laughs> like bedroom. Yeah. I, I just thought it was really entertaining. I thought he just can we, like, should, should we go to the over. plot hole real quick? Sure, go. Okay, I have a massive plot hole right here. And I, I had to I had to just think about this a couple times because I wasn't sure because you know how some movies overlay music to certain scenes and it's not a music that's not like happening in real life. Mm-hmm. I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. You know how the the girl calls him when they're on don't do not disturb after mm-hmm. they're having the pool party. I call it a pool party for you know. We've all watched yeah. it on Friday Thirteen Part Two, or, or Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two, Pool Party. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they were playing something before then, and then they were playing Thunder Kiss '65. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the fact. Okay, one kids like that would one not be playing Thunder Kiss '65. Yeah, and to prove if I was a person of that age at that time in that period and a party near me was playing Thunder Kiss 65, I wouldn't be playing a fucking game. I would be at the party. Yeah. This film would have never happened. Well, Edward, Edward, <laughs> Edward Furlong is okay. First off, I'll, I'll say this. I think he does a pretty good job. Like he, he does some stuff with his acting choice. Like he's like, he's a character who has like a busted up knee from a traffic accident. Right. Right. Yeah. And and he he sells that the entire film, right? Like he's always walking with a limp, running with a limp kind of thing. Right. So, you know, kudos to him. He is like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a real actor, so I'm going to make this choice and, and make this yeah. work or whatever. Um, half the time, his character is just so written so badly, though, because mm-hmm. he is so mopey and sad. And it's like, OK, I get mm-hmm. it. Your mother died when you were young. Uh, I get it. Eeyore. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking pathetic. Does he live on his own? Pretty much his, his, dad, dad, his dad, yeah, basically. But his dad's he is that's his dad's out all the time because he was, you know, that's where all the money comes in. But he's out doing jobs and trying to come back to see him. He's back. He basically lives in like the '90s kid dream attic loft fucking room. Yeah. Oh, let's get some kitchen. more money. Yeah, yeah, with its own kitchen, and he's got all this Fangoria magazines. He's got his fucking fancy computer. He's got his fancy fucking video phone. Mm. He's got. He's got. He is a rich fucking whiny kid. Yeah, he's a piece of shit, upper middle class garbage dog shit. But yet he's droopy dog all the time. And he's happy. And he's got the cute girl he's got a crush on across the street. And she likes him too. Yeah, who has no problem with him spying on her getting dressed every And she's blatantly looking over her shoulder the whole time she's trying to undress the whole time. Like it's like a tongue in cheek, like oh but no, fuck you. You're 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 emotionally distressed. Go fuck yourself. Thank you. Goodbye. 
my God. It, it is. He has nothing to complain about. He's yeah, got a, he's got a best friend who is like a horror nerd who is like the nicest guy. Like he, his life is not that bad. I thought it was funny that she was taking pictures of him. Yeah, you could see like later at the end. See that yeah. that makes it that makes it that makes it uh, okay. It makes it okay because they're both creeps. It's fine, you know. Yeah, yeah, they're creepy creeps. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, okay. So <laughs> I'm just gonna stop both of you. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little angry, but that's People- okay. People don't deal with depression properly. It can absolutely take over. So as much as you like to say everything is great and grand and dandy, um, it is how your brain chemistry is working. And if you're not able to get out of a slump, it's not just because of the materialistic things that you have. It's something that you physically like need to figure out, whether it's to go get help, to get medication, or to figure out a way to, to get out of it. So, yeah, we know, you both. Doctor, it's okay, doctor. Yes, but this is brain scan. Depression is serious. That's probably why you understand, Lee. It's within you. <laughs> yeah. Kill someone. No. Death, death. I just want to say that before we start, like. <laughs> I mean, I think he's. Fuck everybody. Rich people can't have depression. <laughs> Rich people can kill themselves. Yeah, like here, here's here's the thing. Uh, sure, he's depressed. He's got even worse. He's got more serious problems than that because he's he's looking up like, can I get this new murder game where I can see what it's like to be a, a serial killer? Yeah, he's he's got some issues already. Like he his depression is the least of his. It's issues. one of those ones. It's, it's it's a weird thing to watch because I watched it, you know, growing up, and it's one of those ones. My sister and I, both watching it, um, both liking it, by the way. But mm-hmm. it was one of those ones. Like we wish we were him. We don't want the Igor dialing our same area code because when we lived there, by the way, seven one seven was our area code. That was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, when we lived in Burr, right? PA, 717 was our area code. But we wanted the game that we can go out and kill people and we could do it and we could get away with it. We, we were cool with that because that's that's <laughs> our jam back then. So we're the uh, ones that uh, play, planned school bombings. That's what that's who we were back then. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the, it was one of those kind of things. So uh, when, when we, I love- we, we like the film yeah, overall. Uh, I like it too. Like it, it's basically just an update on the sort of um, uh, like, like it's got a little bit of an element of a slasher film. It's got a little bit of an element of like sci-fi in it, but it's basically just, here's the updated version of the satanic panic film. Right. Cause you got like, Oh these, yeah. Yeah. You got these, you got these rocker kids who are into horror movies and they get into something they shouldn't get into. And then they've got all the concerned like authority figures, like trying yeah. to suss uh, out what's three, the Memphis three kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for- it, it is, it is kind of outdated if you watch it today, but at the same time, I think it, slightly held up but not in the best ways if you know what i mean like it's out of date but it's not bad it's my uh, it's my first time watch and i still thought it was really entertaining like as long as you understand like technology back in the 90s um it's definitely one of those things where I can appreciate what they had and how they did it. And it didn't look that cheesy either. Like there were obviously a couple parts that were cheesy, but realistically, like it was um, visually like nice to watch. Like it wasn't one of those ones where they tried way too hard and uh, make it look real bad. Well, the seat. Okay. So the CGI they do use is very limited. Um, Like they still have good practical effects in there. And the CGI they use, they only use CGI like maybe three times in the entire film. Like, so there's like the trickster's body can do like the sort of early CGI morph- morphing technology, basically, kind of thing. And then, of course, you have the uh, very cliched, we're jacking into the internet. So to, to show that visually to the viewer, we got to see like a wormhole tunnel that they go flying through real quickly, kind of thing. Right. right? Well, I like uh, it. Yeah, I like I like it. it. Like it works, right? Um, so, like, I had no problems with that. I even think the two the- bodies like melding together. I thought uh, even for then, like it 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 was entertaining to watch. It was entertaining, and with how the movie was, it worked out. Like how it did look a little bit cheesy. It worked out because mm-hmm. of the type of movie it was. So yeah. even now watching yeah. it now, it didn't look very outdated. Like obviously some of the technology did, but and, other and, than that, yeah. like it was it was good. It was fun and the, gore, the all the gore was uh, practical and easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And 
the, the uh, so the the POV shots, right, where where he's actually in the game committing the murder or whatever, and then having to cover it up with each new disc. Um, it reminded me, honestly, of those VHS horror games. Like I just sort of got that vibe from it a little bit, you know, like Nightmare and stuff like that. Oh you yeah, know, where, you imagine yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I have the new release. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the new release of it. They did a Kickstarter, oh, and cool. uh, I got it, so I'm very excited. Oh, excellent! Yeah, that's cool. Um, we're gonna see brain scan here pretty soon. At Lee's house, if someone doesn't stop snoring, <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah, he I, did. I threw a blanket at him. <laughs> um. Yeah, but, but yeah. I, uh, I, I enjoyed the movie. I like I said, there was that little part for a bit where I. I was hoping for, with the story that they had, I was hoping for a little bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. I just thought it was kind of a missed opportunity. But uh, overall, it was an enter- entertaining movie. Um, I was kind of sad that the end was so happy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely kind of like, uh, it's one of those tongue-in-cheek shits. This is still made for like that kid audience kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get it. But it was kind of like, oh, really? You copped out? Whatever. Yeah, it, it feels like it's, targeting like teens and tweens and stuff like yeah. that kind of thing right oh, so i mean if you look at it it's like that oh the principal you can get him now that'll be funny because yeah you know, why did you just kill the principal the, the dog still had the foot I'm like did, did, okay did the, yeah, the dog shouldn't have the foot because it didn't happen in real life so the dog yeah. at the end never had the foot so that was a wasted amount of time right there was, yeah, I, and, I thought it was it was pointless because i guess it was supposed to make you think but had they made me think it would have been after the party that they had that, like, he comes back to. No, it it's just, I think they just did it for cheap laugh bullshit. It's just stupid. It just, yeah, everything it's, was, it's, yeah. It's just a cheap joke, and it's like you got a cute doggy with the foot. And Honestly, you know, the, the trickster made the film, and if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't like it that much. Yeah, he puts, he puts life into it, right? Otherwise, it would have been kind of a boring 1990s horror movie. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. Yeah. I he just like so- it. It's like, you know... <laughs> He was my best friend, and he pissed him off. Way to go! Yeah, like (laughs) even at the end when he pops up with the principal and he starts like waving Mm. to the guy, uh, I could kind of believe that because it was supposed to be like a whole "fucks with your brain" thing. Yeah, he's still hallucinating, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I could believe that, but I him. (laughs) But I mean, at, at the same time, it's still. It still it still opens itself up. So like if if the trickster is real in some way, like he he he's, you know you you're he's still stuck in your brain through the hallucination technology of the video game. There's all kinds of possibilities you could do with that. But you made a comment about um, how the trickster kind of reminded you of Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I honestly, the trickster was so much better than Freddy, Freddy Krueger. Like Freddy Krueger, the first one, just did not do it for me. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm I'm with you there. I'm not a big. Fan I mean, the real the original Freddy I really like because of the fact that it was just a horror movie, straight out creepy ass. You're not supposed to be a good guy at all. We're not supposed to associate with you. You're a bad piece of shit. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I like that. I like the fact that the trickster is, and he kind of says that like, I'm you. I'm just a part of you. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, I like that. Well, I didn't even know. That's the point. There's no motive. It's beautiful. It's like, it, you know, it's like when prey, the prey doesn't have a name. It's an animalistic. You know, yeah. and he's like getting yeah. off on him. Like, yeah. Get him, get him. Cause it kind of played with like the id and the super ego and the ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause the idea was that the trickster was the id where it was like all your deep secret, like hidden feelings that you don't want to express, uh, come out. And, uh, that was, like, he was trying to make uh, Michael do these things that saying, yeah, you want to do it. You want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah. that was, that was cool. Like he was just fucking with the kid's head. It was yeah. entertaining. I mean, it, it's one of those ones too. It's like, it's what you're trying to seek with all the horror films, with all this, with all that, but you just can do, you can just do it yourself. You don't need to have mm-hmm. a horror film. Go out and do it yourself. Because I was always death, death, death. I like what he said that. It's all death, death, death. So why not do it yourself? Real, not real. It doesn't matter. Oh, I love that they like uh, quote because they were watching that movie in class. So I love that that's how he did it. Like he just kind of threw in, like, you watch this movie. This is what death, you want. Death, this is what death. you do. Part two, by the way. Yeah. 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 Part two. Yes. <laughs> oh, wait. I was so jealous that he has a horror movie club. In yeah, high yeah. School? Well, back in the day, you could do that shit. Not anymore. 
Yeah, now school shootings are just like, well, you can't do that anymore because if a kid does that, there's always yeah. something wrong with them. I mean, you know, I mean, I was amazed with the clubs we used to have when I was in high school. Yeah, I mean, just crazy shit. I had nothing. I had like chess club, a religious one. A real yeah. religious chess I mean, club. I mean, it's really like no, we it's had a religious club. Oh, okay. And even just like not even just like social clubs, but we had like archery clubs and bowling clubs and pin like darts and shooting and ra- we had clubs for everything you had a club i was hoping because there was boxing for uh the the guys so they had boxing and i had asked i was like i want to view boxing can we do boxing and the teacher said lee i cannot put you against the other girls for boxing <laughs> <laughs> like oh that's disappointing yeah. So yeah, yeah he didn't want to do it specifically. It's kind of. I mean, you could always just punch girls randomly. Yeah, I wasn't that kind of person. I went the club, boof. In life. And I in the club, boof. I understand why they didn't let me do it in high school because it was just like one twice or once or twice, and the it wasn't as if anyone was trained how to do it. And the problem mm-hmm. is, like, you have to learn how to control yourself. That's but, that's, uh, what, that's, the, that's the problem in high school. No one's trained how to do it. And, yeah, and then yeah, I ended up doing it when I got out of high school, and I ended up. Joining, doing boxing and kickboxing. Oh, oh you're still talking about boxing. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just trained how to do it. Punch her pussy hard. Do yeah, it you now. You should have just this had different. Should... Lee, Lee, and Lee are talking about two different things right now. Yeah, you, you should have just started Foxy Fight Club in high school. There you go. See, yeah. It's like Foxy and that goes boxing. To the other really. thing. There's a serious lack of nudity in this film, and I understand the 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 the, the age it's... genre. There, but there's we a little bit some other people involved and added up the nudity. There's, Damn it. There's, there's a little bit of nudity. Like it's a, you see oh, a bit of side boob, but um, anyways, yeah. I was happy there was no nudity though, because like they're supposed to be high school students or like 16. Well, like I said, like well, we have to add some yeah. other characters. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is, yeah. I get I get one of those things because like when you think of these kind of movies from back in the day, you think of like unnecessary nudity, which makes Thank you. Because so, yeah, I was I was thinking about that the whole time bread. too. But I'm like, oh, Come I don't want to now. see any of the high school students naked. But, no, yeah, I didn't ask for that. I said. Yeah, no, I agree. They should have added Thank just, you. you know what? Fuck it. Just throw in like a random strip club scene. A random. Something <laughs> random, for God's like sake. The trickster. Oh, the trickster. Son, like, I love you. I'm really trying to get yeah, home. Yeah, the strip club. <laughs> no, I want the trickster. I want the trickster there, like at the strip club. And the guy. Yeah, like, yeah, no, no, yeah. Like like drinking a Bloody Mary and chewing on a lettuce and throwing at some bitch's tits. Come on, do something yeah, like that. Come on. Yeah. He's, he's, he's chewing on a mustard covered banana. Unless he's in Canada and it's a Bloody Caesar. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to trick your circle jerk or anything like that. But it's something. No, no. Give, give me, give me some meat and potatoes. But but yeah, like the the the, the sort of sexuality in this is like a, it's a little too creepy because like Edward Furlong was legit only fifteen years old when they filmed yeah. this, and all of his co-stars who are supposed to be his age, they're all in their twenties. Okay. So, yeah. At the yeah. same time, though, like it makes sense. Like the video camera, the bullshit, the creepiness of this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, yeah, that happens. You know, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the I think it it does it does get play a different kind of light on the thing and the fact that she's been just as creepy as he is. Blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I don't expect anything to happen in that context. Mm-hmm. By the but way, they do, they do they do make out and she wears some sexy outfits. I uh, like that's, okay. that's what outfits are for. Now I that guess. you know the dates, now, now that you know the age, that's kind of creepy. It is. <laughs> but at it the is same like, time, when I did watch this, it was 1994, and I was 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, exactly. There you go. And, but, uh, and I, also, yeah, so, hey, like, hey, hey, hey. like they... The, the fact that Edward Furlong was 15, they, you know, they couldn't... Um, yeah. They couldn't have her just put her pull her tits out in front of him on screen. That would, oh, that would break, I mean, that'd break several laws. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, unless it's the Blue Lagoon, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, but, uh, you know. it was one of those things. Like uh, you know, and I always, I always joked with my friends. I said, you know, you're getting older. Older is when you stop fantasizing about the daughter in the movie and start fantasizing about fantasizing about the mom in the movie. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, yeah, you, you just step up naturally. You like your natural progression it just happens. And there we don't even go. get the we don't even get the mom in this movie because she's dead before the movie. She's starts. dead, and now yeah. some naked corpse shots would have been nice, but no, <laughs> no. We get I, Edward Furlong's busted up knee. I really like <laughs> damn knee, baby. I really like the trickster's makeup in this. Oh, like, absolutely. He's got very 
he looks normal, but then when you really look at it, he does he's not normal, is he? Mm-hmm. No. He's very very smooth, hairless face. Just how they did the, Yeah, they I, did it really well. Like he looks yeah. creepy. Yeah. I mean his voice is perfect. And again, I it, it that, Lee knows better than me, but Renee, like he just has that same kind of canter to his voice. Not different, mm-hmm. like not exactly, but like that canter, that that vibe, that that the presence, that delivery. I go, wow, this is this is something. He yeah. is he's really good. I'm actually really surprised that he hasn't done like more movies and stuff. Like, yeah, he, like he he's he's got a handful under his under his belt, but it's not like he's been working constantly in film or anything. So, yeah, I don't know. It's strange because he did make the he did make the film what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think I think the this the biggest thing and like we'll just get into it. It, it was a fan financial failure, I guess. Um, I could not yeah. fi- I could not find the budget. Um, I'm guessing it's probably around ten million, something like that. Like that seems k- kind of safe for a movie that looks this good, even though it's still kind of low budget and early nineties. Well, but, can anyone mention like I love the blood turning into the CD? Yes, yes, that was okay. so cool. I want to. I, I totally forgot to mention this, but I've seen so many movies in the nineties. I guess in the eighties as well, where they just drink a glass of milk. Like it's one of those things they just drink a glass of milk. I don't know why it bugs me so much because like I don't like milk. I've never liked milk. You might watch him chug one. Yeah, yeah, it all spilling all over his body, and then of course the iconic like, "Ooh, drink!" I drank expired milk. Um, yeah, who drinks milk out of carton anyway? <laughs> a, a kid who has his own fucking like apartment as his bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with those sorry, I'm Canadian. Glasses. I use a bag. <laughs> do, do, do we still have bagged milk in Canada? Yeah. Is that, is that still a thing? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. I think it's only in small regional areas now. So like backwards places like North Bay where like you live. Toronto. Yeah, I think most people have bagged milk. Yeah, Wait, we don't... If you do like a liter or something like that, it's it's cartons. But if you only if you do four liters, it's bags. Uh, we got we got four liter plastic jugs these days. We've had them for years. Weirdo. You're not Canadian. A lot of places do the bagged milk, too, still. Mm. I mean, Germany and places like that, they're civilized. They still deliver milk and booze to your doorstep. So like, That's true. That's true. You can get booze delivered to your doorstep. Technically Not, speaking, when I was there and on, it was in Niagara Falls, like, way long time ago, you could get anything delivered to your hotel room. Like, anything. Yeah, anything. Anything. <laughs> your drugs and fucking... Yeah, drugs, drugs and slightly to used sex toys right to your doorstep. <laughs> Sorry, my cat and my dog are just being assholes. At least they're not snoring. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's doing everything to make this podcast difficult for me tonight. Oh, don't worry. I'm doing the best I can to make this podcast difficult tonight. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's fine. It's an intermission. We go a little bit more fast and lose some. Anyway, milk seems to be a common theme in a lot of movies back in the day, and I don't understand why. I don't understand who just enjoys a glass of milk. I do. Ew. <laughs> it's so gross. What? A nice hearty glass of whole milk is good for your bones. Yeah, it's good like, for I, your I, I feel like there's a calcium. very small percentage. Like I, I, it's been just proven that a little half and half in your coffee. Yeah, I, I deny I deny your science. Yeah. Bullshit. Fake Most news. people do use deny science, so it's okay. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> if you don't believe it, it can't be true. You don't need calcium because calcium kills you. Yeah. Next nextly you're gonna tell me that vaccinations work. <laughs> yeah, you're going to give me crazy way. information like that, you know. Um, so box office for this was only 4.3 million. So like I'm saying, oh. yeah, so that's not good. Like the budget's obviously a bit higher than that. So they probably didn't even make that back, you know, so. That sucks. Yeah. So that that's why this didn't become a. I was going to say, I, ha- I still have the VHS and my sister still has the cassette soundtrack. Yes. Yeah, what we could. And the most the most nineties soundtrack for a movie pretty much ever. Like mm-hmm. it's White Zombie, Tad, Butthole Surfers, Primus, Mud Honey, like everything that you would expect. Oh yeah, I was looking at it today. Because I was yeah. trying to see what song it was. Mm-hmm. Um Stuttering yeah. Jim. 
Yep, stuttering Jim. It's fucking. It's takes you back. It didn't do better because it's uh, it's entertaining. Well, it's that's better than like, like, that, like, Honestly, here, the, the weirdest thing is, if it was a Goosebumps fucking movie, it would have been fucking Blockbuster. But it wasn't. That's what, it a, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like the, the the level of horror here is just like a couple notches above like your Goosebumps or your... Yeah, really. Uh, are you afraid of the dark? Of kind of thing, yeah. Are you afraid, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the first fucking season of Are You Afraid of Dark was fucking solid as far mm-hmm. as horror goes. And it, yeah. this is just a bump above that. And honestly, it should have been great. And it wasn't. This was way better done. I know I'm going to say event about this movie again, but this is way better done than The Exorcist. And The Exorcist is still one of the better movies of everything ratings wise. And I can't fucking stand it. And this movie has. Are you talking about the original Exorcist? Yes. That's actually a shit film. But whatever. It's garbage. That's why. Like, this movie is way better than. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I, see, the problem is I've never been afraid of the fucking Christian boogeyman, so I don't really find films like that very scary. But mm-hmm. so. it's, it's not like even the acting, though. Everything was really bad in that movie. This one has a good, um, like the graphics are good. The the special, the special effects, effects are good. Are good. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. acting, like the trickster, like we said, he was fucking awesome. Well, and... I mean, Dopey Michael, I wanted to punch in the face the whole film. Other mm-hmm. than that. Yeah, they had that dopey like I just woke up face the whole time, and I just wanted to hit him over and over and over oh, again. I mean, Edward Furlong's doing what he can with the material. He's got two modes in this, though, right? Like he's got he's got sullen, depressed teenager, and then he's got yeah, screeching banshee. At the same time, though, like with his dopey friend and stuff, he, the uh, Carissa explains it all horror film. So I mm-hmm. still kind of get the problem with the film, but. I like it. I like it for what I it like is. I like it too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I just think it's better. I just think it deserves more credit than what it's given. Yeah. yeah. I think it does. It's, um, and honestly, I like, I like most great, Italian but... versions of The Exorcist more than The Exorcist. Oh, yeah. So, yeah there yeah. you go. Uh, you can you can find this anywhere though. Like it's Blu-ray, DVD, iTunes, Microsoft Store, Amazon Prime, Voodoo. It's everywhere. So, I mean, you should give oh, it a yeah. shot. So it moves on. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Give it a watch. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah very much so. Uh, okay. We're going to end it here. Uh, Paul, you just put up a new episode of your I podcast. Did. Yes. PA Brew News. Three words now. PA Brew News. Uh, just got posted up the new Maniacs Meat podcast, which is Mountaintop Motel Massacre. And others will be coming up in uh, October. It's been a long time since we did one, but check it out. It's got a new intro. Doodly doodly do music, music, music. And, and, and at some point in time, I show my boobs. So there you go. Oh, there, oh, you, there go. you go. There it is. Entertaining. Yeah. You don't have to pay for it. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lee, where can people find you? You can find me at Mighty Tiny All Star on Instagram, where I will post all the updated ep- or all the updated, uh, update you on all the episodes that are either coming out or have come out. Yeah, exactly. And you can find us at tmbdos.podbean.com. That's where all of our information is. You know, go to the Facebook group. They must be destroyed on site, and you can get in touch with us there and all that good shit. You know, interact with us. Don't be a stranger. Don't be an asshole. Fucking say something. Yeah, we're lonely I'm and we need you. Yeah, we're we're lonely. We have big egos. We need your validation. Yes, master. Yes, master. Yeah. I think I think it was um, the guy who plays the trickster. I think he actually did the Boris Karloff impersonation ah, okay. for the Igor as well. So you know, that's good. I like it. All right, uh, we are going to take off. So until next time, goodbye. Hey.
your mind so many good ideas Like my little dude with the net and step on the line But if I had my way tonight I'd get to start I think I might have done the sour wine To get some wine Welcome to this world Listening to TMB DOS. They must be destroyed on site. For further episodes of this podcast, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts and pretty much any podcatcher that you can find. Thank you. Drive through.